previously on Libel the Bible. Scott can't get past Moses murdering an Egyptian or ordering thousands of men to be impaled. I can't get past my hockey injuries. The Israelites haven't been able to get past the Jordan River. On Yahweh's command, they get ready to cross and settle in their promised land. But first, their spies spend the night in a whorehouse. Yahweh commands the Ark of the Covenant to lead the way into the land of milk and honey. When the Levites carrying the Ark into the water, Yahweh stops the Jordan's flow to allow everyone to cross. Good God. Yes, that's just what the Hebrews thought. The Israelites crossed the Jordan. And now, episode 58 of Libel the Bible. Are you ready for this? Am I ready for what? We're rolling now, man. We're rolling. Why do you always do that, man? We're rolling. You're always <laughs> fucking me up, man. I'm Rusty. I'm Scott. Always the Pelican, not the Pelicant. <laughs> and this is Libel the Bible. <laughs> I know you're writing those down ahead of time, right? You're not just coming. <laughs> I didn't up write that one down, but yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like, I, I'm writing them down and crossing them out, like not to use them again. Yeah. I like how you're portraying yourself like <laughs> as like the optimist, you know, like I think each one has been like this bright, cheery, like outlook. Yeah, I, have like, to, I have know, to compile a list. Of this them, one yeah. was the Pelic, not the Pelicant. Yeah. I want to, um, you know, where I got the inspiration from when, um, what's his name? Apollo Creed. Not the, not the, uh, the, the new Creed, the old Creed, the call Weathers Creed. Apollo Creed. Creed. Yeah, what, what's, what's the other guy's name? The new Creed? Yeah. I don't even know. Oh. Rocky Jr. Like when he enters the ring like against Rago, he's like, the master of disaster, the yeah. king of sting. <laughs> I retired more men in social security. <laughs> I, I want to I have that kind of flair in my life, man. Right. Do you remember flair? That's the match that he died at, right? He got his brain beat in so bad that he died convulsing so, in the middle of the ring. So right before I get my ass beat, I'm going to say some shit like right. that. I mean, if that's right. your your inspiration. I feel like I'm getting my ass beat every time I walk into the studio, man. A bullshit man. jive talking <laughs> boxer who got fucking killed in the ring. Uh, what Mike Tyson say, man? Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Oh. I thought oh he God. said, I'm going to make you my bitch. Mm, I, I'll make you eat. I'll eat your whole asshole, <laughs> you little white bitch. Wait, wait, where's the you threat don't know there? that rant? Where's the threat there? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Right. <laughs> you want your asshole eaten by Mike Tyson. <laughs> Do you want to say no to Mike Tyson? <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's going to be any anesthesia. He's uh, going to go right at your asshole. He's probably got a pretty strong tongue in You ever mouth, see a right? bear eating like a deer or a moose? I don't know. So I feel like I should have, right? When you're killed by a cat, a cat will like suffocate you. Like a house cat? Any cat. A big cat. <laughs> okay. So whatever a cat kills, it suffocates. It goes right for the neck, right for the jugular. It waits, you know, it suffocates you, you're dead, and then it eats you. A bear just starts eating you wherever it catches you. So if mm. like you're running away from the bear and the bear jumps on you, it'll start eating your legs or through your back or whatever. the bear doesn't care about killing you first. It right, just eats right. you until and you you die as you're Fuck. being eaten by the bear. Especially the coked up ones, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so in my I have an art house movie theater in my neighborhood. It used to be art house. It used to be exclusively like indie movies. Now they've moved into like more popular movies, so that's going to be playing. The poster's already nice. up for like. I know that bear. movie theater, and you know what it was before it was an artsy movie theater. 
a porn movie. It was a theater. porn theater, yeah. I don't remember it from that. Well, we were young. I do remember it from uh, being an indie theater. I loved it when it was an indie theater. Yeah. I saw the Aristocrats there. Do you know the Aristocrats? The Aristocats? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't know about the, aristoc- uh, the Aristocrats? <laughs> no. So it was a documentary, and the whole documentary was comedians being interviewed. All, all, Any comedian that you could think of was interviewed. Because apparently there's a joke that comedians tell to one another. And the joke is called the aristocrats. And so each comedian takes on his own, like, you can, like, improvise within the joke. Mm. But the basic premise of the joke is this family goes to, like, a talent agency. It's like a, a husband and wife and their kids. And they're supposed to describe what their act is. And, like, the act is supposed to be, like, filthy, like, totally gross, sort of like two girls, one cup, like, anything you can invent, right? Yeah. So that is that is in which, like, the comedian is able to improvise the joke. So Jerry Seinfeld might tell it one way. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried might tell it another way. George Carlin. So the whole, like, documentary is about, like, this joke and how people tell the joke. So basically, it's like this whole long, drawn out, like disgusting, like, and then we're swinging from the trapeze naked, and then I jump off the trapeze, the you know, the trapeze, and like uh, my dick lands in my daughter, and it's like this whole disgusting thing. And at the end, like the talent agent is like, "Well, what do you call this act?" And the guy's like, "The aristocrats." <laughs> so that's like, so there was a movie. So Amy and I went to see the aristocrats mm. at this like art house. It was a funny movie. And we went to see it like during a matinee showing, and it was like all these like elderly people in the theater. I'm talking about like geriatrics, like yeah, elderly people, yeah, sure. and they started walking out like 15 minutes into it because like, you know who told the creepiest, grossest version of it? Bob Saget. And this is back in the day before it was like known Bob Saget. Like this might have been oh, he his. Like, he was like like a. Uh, he was Full House and yeah, then America's yeah, Funniest wholesome, Home Videos. Wholesome. He was yeah. Mr. Yeah. And I think that was like the movie where like he basically like it became known to the population that he was like really this filthy fucking comic. Yeah, yeah shed that image, man. But it was funny. I don't even remember why uh, I brought. Oh, the the movie theater. Yeah. So Cocaine Bear is playing at that art house nice. movie theater. You see that? Cocaine bear? Yeah. I'm not going to go. So they, they charge a little extra in that theater because it's like artsy? I don't know. But honestly, it's like a neighborhood staple. And they yeah. do contribute to the neighborhood. And yeah. I like having that theater there. When it's I, nice. When they first renovated it and made it into like a regular theater, and I went. It was like the first theater I ever went to that like they had like um the old timey. It was like a cart. Like a, a salesman would push with a the popcorn. They like still the have pop- that there. No way. Yeah, they still have Dude, that Dude, I haven't there. been in there in like 20 years. They still have that cart there. Oh, it's probably not as yeah. clean and nice as when I No, the theaters, it. the theater now is like it's stadium seating. You have to reserve seating. Oh, is it the big seats like most theaters? It's like now? the like big the seats. Reclining yep, yep, oh, yep, nice. Yep. So, it's only one theater, right? No, it's, it's several. They have like, really? th- I think, yeah, three or four. And uh, so this is where Rodney Dangerfield was born. Like, in the theater? N- well, he wasn't born. <laughs> it's the neighborhood. He's oh. from that neighborhood. So... On the back of the theater, there's like a little park, a little outdoor area where there's like a park. Okay. So it's down Austin Street. It's behind the theater. There's like a post office right behind. Mm-hmm. And between the post office and the theater, there's like a little outdoor seating area with a brick wall that's attached to the theater. And on that brick wall, there's a Rodney Dangerfield mural. And oh, nice. it is 
fucking horrific. <laughs> Even oh, nice. Rodney Dangerfield's widow was like, what is this? Like, Even in death, he gets no respect. It was like really bad. And that's what it says. It's, it's like, you know, it says like, I get no respect on it. But yeah, no, apparently he grew up uh, living above Austin's. The house. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So Rodney Dangerfield yeah, and Big Mural. And uh, that's the story. Yeah, I was parking over there. So uh, I'll see you next week, Scott. Right, <laughs> I've peace. done my job. See you later. <laughs> you got the stones to tell that story and leave? I mean, house parking? <laughs> I mean, is this what we're going to talk about? House parking? <laughs> we can't come up with anything more fun to discuss. It's best to leave now yeah. <laughs> before we talk about the parking. Um, I like last week's episode. I listened to it. I thought it was our strongest episode. I don't say Whoa, that, right? I don't come on say air that. and say you that. You never really say much positive. Well, that's so you know that I, I feel this way. You well, know, there's some people, Scott. You don't know where you stand with them because they're always fake. You know, it's like, uh, oh, yeah. With me, you don't have to wonder. You know. You know, I know where I stand with you. I feel like I'm standing... No pants on, no shoes on, in a puddle of water, about to stick my finger in an electric <laughs> socket. That's where I feel I stand with you. I'm still standing. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So how is the parking? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't go over that area, man. It's hard to park over there. Yeah. Let's yeah. see my taxes done over there. You want to talk about something else really exciting, like my taxes? <laughs> no. <laughs> How's your uh, week? Uh, the week was pretty good, man. Uh, a little different than last weekend. Like, um, had a lot of f- eating things. I went to a one-year-old's birthday party yesterday. Awful. Oh no, you know that's my jam. Is it? No, it's fucking. It's nobody's jam. It's Did awful. they serve alcohol? Uh, not till like after the. Everybody I mean, a one-year-old's I mean, party. It's mostly adults. Yeah, it's pretty much all adults. Yeah, it's you know. Everybody called out sick. A lot of people, like a lot of kids, probably have strep throat. Probably it's going around up where where the party was at. Um. You don't want to talk about why we didn't record um, a few days ago. You were having like a rough day at work. You don't want to like relay that story. Like, no, no, I just got there. I just got stuck out in Jersey and like the just running around like crazy. And then the traffic coming back is what killed me. Right. You know. Oh. Going through Manhattan. Come on, it's worse than coming from. Oh, was it as bad here? as like uh, getting misdirected like in the wilderness for forty fucking years? Misdirected day in like you New mean Jersey. bamboozled. You mean, well, actually, <laughs> it probably ages you just as much. Right. Listen, Jersey wasn't the problem. It's getting through Manhattan to get, to get back to Queens. Like, yeah, they should. We should lobby for like a like a, a route like that you can go like from like the Midtown Tunnel Bypass like past Manhattan, like right right through it. Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, if they can build the Large Hadron Collider, I mean that thing is massive. You know what I mean? Or Grand Central Madison. You heard about this East Side Access debacle? Yeah. It's $11 billion. Why is, it, the, why is it a debacle? Because it doesn't, it's, it's, it's not worth it. It wasn't worth the money. The you're Grand not, Central, they, yeah. Yeah, you're not bringing any more people into the, into the system. Right. You just, it's just play, one more spot for Long Island is to get off without having to go to Penn State. To get off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to the 12 stones set up in Gagal. <laughs> why don't you tell the people in South Africa that are listening right now more about yes, our uh, transit system. Our fucking problems. <laughs> and our <laughs> parking situation. Yeah, and and Scott's like, there. yeah, I mean, they're like running from cheetahs and shit to listen to us. You know what I mean? Really in South Africa? Like I don't know, but I don't know who, cheetahs. I don't know which one of you fuckers out there is in South Africa, but fucking mad props to y'all for listening to us. I yeah, appreciate that. That shit's fucking cool, man. South Africa, right? We, Considering they're, they're all running from cheetahs, right, Russ? They're all running from cheetahs. <laughs> I mean, look. What am I if I'm not racist? <laughs> you know? And considering 
cheetahs are a cat, and they, they can be smothered at any moment and eaten later. <laughs> well, a cheetah, you can actually fight off a cheetah. Like, a cheetah wouldn't really... They're too small to, like, hunt like humans. Maybe, like, a really hungry cheetah, but a cheetah's preference would not Dude, be to, like, you, attack you, a human. You've had house cats, right? You have house cats now, right? Yeah. Yo. I'm like, why is anybody afraid of a cat? And then I saw a cat, like, attack somebody. Nah, man. Cats... Their, their paws move so fucking fast... They claw you, man, crazy. So, yeah. so imagine what a cheetah could do to you. They will attach themselves to your body and like stick on you. And like, well, the thing with a cat, a house cat is they're small. A cheetah, you 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 would just be able to like fucking punch it, and you could you could do up a cheetah. <laughs> I'm telling you, their 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 heads a little. They don't weigh that much. You could totally fuck up a cheetah. Right. You couldn't catch one though. They ran. I mean, people have, like, fought off, like, mountain lions in the U.S., and mountain lions are bigger than cheetahs. Yeah, and there's no video footage of any of that shit. Like, lions, that's a whole different story, you know what I mean? Like, a lion attacks you. Fuck them. There was, like, a period of time where, like, whenever, like, early on in my courting of, like, my what became my wife. What became my <laughs> wife? Okay. <laughs> when I was, when we were dating, you know, we would yeah. eventually get married early on in our courting. Um, anytime like an animal would like show up like on TV or if we were in a zoo, I, I would always make her laugh by like telling her like, this is what you would have to do in a fight with this particular like animal, you know? So like with a goose, it would be like you grab the goose by its neck and like slam it into the ground, like slam its body yeah, you or, it, yeah. you know, like things like that. It's funny you said that because when I was in the dentist a couple weeks ago and I, I you know, they were running late, so I started going through my phone and it's like how to survive a goose attack and basically yeah you don't run from geese no you gotta stand your ground because they're most, gonna keep chasing not you. only that most people like a goose isn't really gonna fuck you up that much even if it catches you yeah. I mean it can do some damage it poke your eye out yeah, it's got like a bill but most injuries that happen are people like tripping over shit because they're running, running away. from a goose yep. so like that's a thing too by the way that I've learned um, falling when you're running away from something people fall when they're running from things. Yeah. Yeah. Because every of horror panic. Movie. Like every, panic sets every in. Every fucking horror but movie. But apparently it happens in real life. It's a real life yeah, thing that, that happens. That's why we don't run, motherfucker. It's weird. So, so, I, this, so what's the point of run. like fight or flight? <laughs> what flight? Um, um, <laughs> you know, it's crash landing. Fight or crash land. Yeah, why, why use flight? Yeah. yeah. Taking flight. That's bullshit. I think, the, I think the Wright brothers would be like, not nice, not looking upon us nicely, nah. throwing that word around they after they work so hard for flight. Fuck the right brothers. Oh, look at me, I'm flying. Now you're running, you dick. Don't even know simple fucking words. <laughs> Speaking of simple words, I've tried to segue into this fucking Bible story, man, like like three times now. Man. Which Bible story? Joshua 4. <laughs> oh, really? We're starting the Bible already? I, I said, you got the stones to say this? And I was like, that brings us to 12 stones, and you just ignored me. <laughs> Um, okay. I didn't realize, I didn't think we were going to start. Uh, so what am I going to do? Talk, talk about a one-year-old birthday party, my taxes, and or parking in your neighborhood. What do I got? What do I bring to the table so on a night like this? nothing to talking about. I don't know. I really, like, it wasn't that exciting of a week. I'm glad you put some thought into our content. Drinking vodka. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't go Is it going to liven wine. you up? Is it going to put words uh, in your mouth tonight? No, it's a depressant, man. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got this 12 stones set up at Gilgal. Well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> These stones are weighing me down. 
All right. So in our last episode, these motherfuckers, um, they crossed over the Jordan, I guess, signifying their um, entrance into the land that has been promised to them for many generations. Yeah. I don't know what excites me more. The fact that they finally crossing into the promised land. That's right. What a fact that Moses is gone and there's a new player in town and we get to see the exploits of Joshua. I think it's all exciting. I think I think it's going to be. And very- by the way, there's another new thing. These Israelites, it's a new generation of Israelites. They appear to follow like orders. At least for now, they're following orders. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's like when you have like a big blowout, like with, you know, your wife or your girlfriend or whoever. And then you're like. And some other girl comes know, around. And then, no. And oh. then you have like that, like you have that makeup talk. And then you resolve, like, you know, to, like, change things. And, like, and then you do for, like, two weeks. And then you slowly, like, settle back into, like, old habits. So you're thinking this can't last, huh? I'm thinking the Israelites, for now, they're going to be loyal to, like, Yahweh's word, do what's asked, loyal to Joshua. But eventually, yeah. You know, because, you know why? Because Joshua's probably not going to lead them into battle. They're not going to make them kill a bunch of people. Like, it's a whole, whole oh, new yeah, world. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Because Yahweh says, like, this is your land. So I don't I don't expect any battles to yeah, happen. Gonna be fine. Yeah, no more killings. Gonna work out. It's probably going to get really boring, it's, actually, from here. It's a bright new day, Scott. So yeah. the 12 stone set up at Gilgal. Uh, this is Joshua 4. Yep. When the entire nation had finished crossing over the Jordan... The Lord said to Joshua, select 12 men from the... What the fuck are you laughing at? You laugh at the voice of Yahweh? Sorry, it's the vodka. You motherfucker. All right. The Lord said to Joshua... Yahweh, Yahweh, he didn't mean it. He's just been drinking. It's all right. I'll take care of him. Select 12 men from the people. By the way, why do I have to do this with my arm? Like, I've got my arm raised above my head in a fist, and I'm, like, waving it back and forth yeah. as I speak. Because, I I mean, it's, yeah. it's the authority of Yahweh. You're, like, at a union rally or something. <laughs> <laughs> what do we want? Wages. When do we want them now? Select 12 men from the people, one from each tribe, and command them. Take 12 stones from here out of the middle of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood. Carry them over with you and lay them down in the place where you camp tonight. So Joshua did not do that, right? Or he did do that. Well, he's going to do that. He's going to do that. But what I'm asking is when and lay them down in the place where you camp tonight. Was that spot already picked out? Or like that, these motherfuckers got to carry these stones until they find a spot to camp. I think one is going to go hand in hand with the other. Joshua's like, yo, we should like, Yahweh wants us to put the stones where we can tonight. And the people carrying the stones are like, oh, here? (laughs) (laughs) See that mountain far off in the distance? Right. And what if they all decide to camp at different spots? No, because they can camp in different spots because way back in either Deuteronomy or Numbers Mm -hmm. or one of those, or maybe even Exodus, God specifically laid out how they're supposed to camp when they're on the move. That is absolutely right. The quadrants and the the, the sectors. So they know exactly how they're going to camp. Nice. nice. All right. So good callback, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we move. (laughs) Yo, man. We're watching shit now, and I'm like, I point something out about like an inaccuracy that someone says about the Bible, and Amy's like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like, how do you know? I'm like, "Come on, come on, 
it's amazing mm-hmm. how many like biblical references there are like constantly occurring. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, man. It's all out there, man. It's all out there. Well, so, to finish this part, remind me, I do have a story from yesterday. That I could, uh, okay. Uh, so, shoehorn in here. Let's uh, go to verse six now. Joshua uh, uh-huh. four, verse six. Um, when your children ask in time to come, right? What do these, this is Joshua addressing the people. When your children ask in time to come, what do the, what do those stones mean to you? Oh, excuse me. Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off in front of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the Israelites a memorial forever. So you know what? When they say, what do these stones mean to you? That's kind of worded awkwardly. It shouldn't be what they mean to me. It's what they mean. It's what they represent. It's not my interpretation. What do they mean to you, Dad? No, it's what they mean. Not what they mean to me. What do they mean? It's a fucking memorial forever of how the the ark stopped the water and fucking they crossed the Jordan. Yep. I mean, if you can have a memorial... It's pretty pretty good memorial, pretty important. Like that's, I mean, that's impressive. This, this, like, this is like a plaque on the side of like the highway, like when some, sure. where some shit happened. I mean, I think it was more impressive when the R killed like all those Nazis. You know, we haven't gotten to that point, dude. Man, you like jumping ahead, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. <sighs> um, so and God. then we just, it's just like we have all these examples of everyone following orders, like not like stepping left or right out of the path of Yahweh's command. Right, so the priest, they're still like hanging out in the water, cause like, yeah. Did you find out? It seemed like all this shit was a little bit out of order. I don't mean the whole fucking congregation yeah. was out of order, right. like they're out of order. <laughs> You're I mean, like, out yeah. of order. I mean, like it's written down, like shit should have happened yeah. before and after, and it was very strange. But I, I, again, the whole Bible is written this way because who knows from verse to verse who wrote it and at what period of time it was written. Right, so, it's a mishmash. So, so Joshua, what are we on for? Verse 8, yeah. the Israelites did as Joshua commanded. They took up 12 stones out of the middle of the Jordan. So, didn't realize the water's still not the flowing. The water's not flowing, right. right. That's why so, the, the Levites are still there. Right. So, go out to the middle of the Jordan, pick up 12 stones, and then go where you're camping and lay them down there. So, he does, not say, he does not yet say specifically where these stones came from, except for the middle of the Jordan. So, is the Jordan River like in England where Stonehenge is? Is that the... What? That's right. Oh, man. I, I tried then, I tried doing like a dad joke. Man. It's like I should stick to just vulgarities. Yeah, I like the dad joke. I'm okay. better at vulgar <laughs> and being off-putting. <laughs> what do you call a sleeping dinosaur? What? Z-Rex. Okay, so right, in verse 9, in parentheses, Joshua set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. So wait a minute. So 12 people went and got stones, pulled them out of the Jordan, and put them in the camp. While Joshua took 12 stones and went to where the priests were and put stones near their feet to mark those spots. <laughs> okay. All right. So, maybe, all right. so that, that's so, what happened? So, the, so eventually the river's going to start flowing again. Right. And for whatever reason, he wanted to mark the spot where the ark itself was. The stones... Are there to be visible. The 12 stones where they camp are there for visibility. Okay. You know what I mean? All right, because once the river's flowing, nobody can go down there and look at those stones. Okay, fair enough. But he knows it'll be there forever. That's nice. Even though he doesn't really understand physics and how the water slowly over time will, like, you know. You know, after 6,000 years, they're probably still there. 
Depending on like kind of like the how size big, of the rocks. Depends on how big. Yeah, like the size of his stones. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, verse ten: the priest, the priest who bore the ark, remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord had commanded Joshua to tell the people, according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. Right. I gotta think they were like, "Yo, this thing is fucking heavy. Can we hurry the fuck up?" I don't think that, I don't think so because they're constantly walking with the ark of the covenant. The Ark of the Covenant leads the way, remember? It goes like, it's like in the vanguard, I think. True. Yeah, it usually leads. Yeah, because it went ahead, it stopped the river, and then they had to wait for all these stiff necks to cross. I'm not going to call them stiff necks anymore, man. Yeah, this, these, is, a new this is a new yeah, generation. Yeah. All right. They crossed the river, and they probably thought, all right, all right, they're going, they're going, we're almost done. And then Joshua goes, wait, let me get some stones and put them by your feet. Well, no, Joshua explained to them, like, everything that's going on. Yeah. So and then it says, the people crossed over in haste. Mm-hmm. When I hear somebody say they did something in haste, to me that usually means they did it carelessly, they were running late. So I want to re- reword this to the people crossed over with haste. Okay. That seems more determined. So I'm going to uh, ask for an amendment to the Bible here. Why do you think they did that? Why do you think they crossed over with haste? Do you think like they thought like they didn't believe that uh, the ark was going to hold off like the water this whole time? Yeah, they're probably like, holy shit, let's move, let's go. See, so I would say if this was the old school Israelites mm. who were constantly doubting Yahweh's oh, power, I would say yeah. yes. But this generation, these are like crazy zealots. I think it's more along the lines of like when you're sneaking into enemy territory, you know what I'm saying? Like you want to get to like camp yeah. as soon as possible yeah don't be casual about it man just yeah. fucking or maybe somebody that was holding the ark told somebody else to tell somebody else tell somebody else make this fast because it is heavy yeah, somebody told somebody told somebody yeah. told somebody as soon as all the people had finished crossing over the ark of the lord and the priests crossed over to the front of the people now I highlighted this because the ne- further on it sounds like it's out of order again but you've, you've had a good way of clearing this up for me yeah so the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed before the Israelites, as Moses had ordered them. About 40,000 armed for war crossed over before the Lord to the plains of Jericho for battle. So a 40,000 like strong army, that's mm-hmm. no fucking joke, man. That's a lot of goddamn people. That's like City Field coming at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with... <laughs> God, not after the seventh inning, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) After me making it. (laughs) Well, they're high on, like, God's command. Yeah. Sniffing that manna, man. (laughs) It's like manna bear. (laughs) On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him as they had stood in awe awe of Moses all the days of his life. Okay, a couple things with this. First of all, how did he exalt Joshua in front of them? Like, there's no details on this. Like, no, nothing about a cloud and a plume and a fire. Like, nothing. Just he exalted him. Like this is kind of like a big deal, right? I want to see some fucking sleight of hand tricks, card power tricks, something. And they stood in awe of Moses all the days of his life. Well, I guess if you look at somebody and go, damn, you fucked up. I guess I, that could be awe. Yeah. It could be a sense of awe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look. Yeah. Like, what, what would you like him to do? Like, would you like him to, like, a ceremony, like a... Coronation where he sits Joshua like on a throne somewhere and descends like in his cloud of smoke and says, Listen, all you people, like this isn't. Didn't Moses already do that with Yahweh? Yeah, but this is new. It's a whole new generation, man. No, but I'm saying right before they crossed over, 
right before Moses uh, died, Moses yeah, maybe. introduced Joshua and like maybe. they know he's like exalted. I, I still think, listen, the C-3PO thing. I man. hear you, man. Raise him a up ceremony's in front of nice. Spin him around on his throne. Yeah, and, listen, like, it's one thing to like get pulled. I want to see a trick. I want to see like a fucking miracle. Uh, like exalted. Uh, like raining frogs yeah. or... Oh, 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 I'm exalting you. Oh, those are just words, buddy. Right. Actions, man. Right. Actions. Right. That's just the title. Where's my fucking pay raise? Oh, exalted one. Yeah. yeah. How right. about, oh, one who can turn fishes into Volkswagens? Yeah. Like, that would be more impressive. Fair enough. Yeah. Verse 15, the Lord said to Joshua. Explain to me why verse 15 is just the Lord said to Joshua. And then verse 16 is what he actually said to Joshua. I don't know how they... Why does that split up? I, I don't know. The Lord said to Joshua, full stop, let's discuss that. <laughs> the Lord said to Joshua, command the priest who bear the Ark of the Covenant to come out of the Jordan. Jordan therefore, uh, Joshua therefore commanded the priest, come up out of the Jordan. But they already did. This is what I mean. It's all out of order. No, when did they do that? A couple verses ago. Oh, as soon they? as the all people right. had finished crossing over the Ark of the Lord... All right. And the priest crossed over to the front of the people. Okay. They had already crossed over, so they're out of the river. So they're, like, backtracking. They're letting you know, like, you know, the priests were there. Everybody obeyed. Everybody did everything that needed to be done. Do you think this is a bunch of dudes telling a story around, like, a campfire? And then, like, we do. Like, we're just doing this, right? And then, like, oh, yo, yo, you forgot about this part. Go back a minute. Remember when he said, oh, come out of the river? Like, maybe it's just that. So we've had this conversation. We have. Yes. Shit. Well, not specifically. I bring nothing new to this, this table. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm glad we have that on <laughs> recorded. No. So we didn't have the conversation specifically about this, but we had a conversation where we discussed back in the day, there was no clean drinking water. So mm. everybody was going around drunk all the time. Ah, they were drinking yes. wine or beer, yes. right? So it's like there are going to be these errors because people are fucking drunk. Uh, all right. So when the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came up from the middle of the Jordan and the soles of the priest's feet touched dry ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed all its banks as before. Imagine it overflowed even more. Yeah. Why and they drowned all these fucks. <laughs> you should have held it back a little longer. All right, so then they, like, camped, and on the 10th day, they came out, and um, verse 20, those 12 stones that they had taken out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal, saying to the Israelites, when your children ask their parents in time to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel crossed over the Jordan here on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we crossed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, and so that you may fear the Lord your God forever. We're going to get right back to the show, but before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions, such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition, we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and join in the conversation. And now, back to the show. 
So, you know, he's like explaining to them, like, yeah. never fucking forget, bros. This is where we crossed over. Look at these 12 stones. Get a good look at them. I don't so that it. when your fucking kids are like, eh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You fucking let them know. I would like to see some stones back on the other side, too. So you can see from both sides. Like, this is where we waited. Then the water went up. And then this is where we crossed. That would have been nice. Like, like a whole, sides. like, series of yeah. stones. And maybe, like, in the future, like, they'd be like, like, be like, um, like one of them earphone, headphone tours, you know? Like, you get to Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> right. right. Wait here for the water to stop. Sure. I like when they say, just like your God did in the Red Sea, one of the kids should be like, I don't see no drowned Egyptians. <laughs> this isn't just like how we did it at the Red Sea. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, people today, like, they don't even believe that the Earth is round or that we landed on the moon. So I, I would suspect back then it would be hard to, like, it's a hard sell to tell kids, mm. oh, you know, Yahweh, he, he like, parted the Red Sea. Sure he did, Dad. Yeah. Do you think when people, like, like landed on the moon, they were like, you know, 50 years from now, there's going to be some dumbasses that act like we didn't do this? No, I don't think they thought that. Yeah. Not at all. Mm. I think they thought, I hope no one discovers our fraud on the public. Let's let's burn this soundstage to the ground. You know what I wanted to talk about that I completely forgot to talk about? So we just finished Joshua 4. We're going to nice. move on to Joshua 5. But I thought of something that I wanted to commemorate, actually. I wanted to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the Columbia uh, fucking yeah. breaking apart you know, coming back from space. I read, like, a lot of articles this week about February it. February 1st, 2003. I mean, we are talking about Yahweh. He was a spaceman, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Right. Possibly even a human from the future. Who knows? Yeah. You know? So, whatever. Um, do you remember where you were? I know exactly where I was. Where were you? I was in the apartment that we used to cohabitate at after mm -hmm. you had left. Mm -hmm. I was hanging out. And uh, I got a phone call on my landline, I think it was, and my father told me. It was a me, Sunday morning. I'll never forget my father saying these words. They lost the space shuttle. Yeah. And you know me, I'm, I was always big into the fucking yep. watching the space shuttle yep. and stuff. So, yeah, so I got to see it disintegrating live, or whatever footage, not, obviously not live. <laughs> That'd be suspicious if I had a camera just as it started disintegrating. I was doing seasonal work at H&R Block in Brighton Beach, and, like, that's when I found out. And for some reason, I got to tell you, when that happened... I think it was because it was so soon after 9-11, mm. and we were on our way to, like, a war. Yeah. There was so much shit going on that was, like, terrible. I didn't get as invested in, like, following, like, what happened and, like... And I so did. now this 20th anniversary, I really took the opportunity to, like, read more. Like, I knew the broad, like details i knew about the foam insulation you know i knew that they didn't know about it until after the fact mm. this i'm reading the report so they didn't really know about it they saw that it fell off right right once the space shuttle was up in orbit they saw that it had fallen off but it was also a routine thing that happened so they didn't know the extent of the damage they could have had like um, an extra vehicular um, excursion, right? Like a spacewalk yeah. to look at it. They chose not to do it. So yes, there were obviously a whole bunch of mistakes, but also thinking about the way the astronauts died Oof. on the way in. So, Ugh, no. <laughs> so what happened was some of them didn't even have like their helmets on yet. So some of them died from colliding, like. As the shuttle was breaking apart, right? At a certain point, the shuttle started breaking apart. One person was still working, you know, trying to like pushing buttons or whatever yeah. as like it was breaking apart. 
Other people were like slamming into things. Some people passed out from like a loss of pressure. And some people may have just died like hitting the ground. So nobody hit the ground alive. Uh, this is what I'm reading. Nah, so there's no way, man. There's all these possibilities. Well, we don't know. But it was horrific. I don't even think a full body made it to the ground. It, they recovered everybody. I don't everybody think it's not, not as full bodies, I don't think. You don't think so? No. All right. You think they were just torn apart yeah. in, in the air? You get yeah. torn apart? Yeah. You can't just fall? They were way to fuck up there. And from what I from what, from what what I I didn't read the article you just sent yesterday. Um, from what I remember was they had enough uh, telemetry data mm-hmm. to know that that pilot was flying it and even after it was falling it apart. Yes. Like he was trying to recover it. That's amazing. And it just came apart in pieces. So there's yes. no way at that altitude. They were so high when I think there's just no way. So you're saying if it can rip apart like the shuttle, it would yeah. rip apart a human sure, body. Sure, especially that speed. But there was, but there was the that one guy that jumped from like space. Remember that Red Bull like guy that, that that's, see that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like when you're when you're in orbit, you're doing seventeen thousand five hundred miles an hour. The reason you're going so fast is to avoid falling straight down. You have to be faster than the pull of gravity. I for I don't know the vocabulary, right? With a guy that jumped from you space. Have, yeah. He was pretty much stationary. Right. So he started at zero miles an hour. Right. When he had to hit the atmosphere, he was doing zero. Oh, so gravity sped him up to terminal velocity or whatever. I is. understand. They hit the atmosphere at 17,500. So they were just burning up, like burning up, burning up, burning right, up from right. the friction of yeah. the atmosphere. There was no way in any way to survive that. It was down in one piece. There was parts of that shuttle like across like five states. Yeah. So that was that was pretty horrific. And then I guess because I was watch, like I was, you know, because I was reading articles about that and watching news stories about that this week, I guess the algorithm picked up on that, and mm. I wound up getting a video of the Challenger launch sure. yeah. in '86. But specifically, it was the teacher who was the backup to Krista McAuliffe watching the launch. Have you seen uh, that video? Yes. So I saw that. She went up, finally. She did go she up. She went up, finally. Oh, yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. So, yeah. So in our lifetime, you know, the Challenger, they say, you know, we've never lost like an American in space, you know, but we've yeah. lost Americans in flight. I got to tell you, technically, if you're above 100 kilometers, which is 66 miles, that's mm-hmm. what they call the Kármán line. Okay. That's the line they say makes you an astronaut. So they've given people posthumously. You said... And- Posthumously, you said sixty-six miles. Sixty-six miles. How far is the edge of space? I don't even know what that means, bro. Sixty. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, so sixty-six miles would get me to like, so sixty-seven miles. I'm in the darkness of space. Yeah, figure figure on a commercial airliner, you're like seven miles up. So you have to go sixty-six miles. So think that's how much higher that is. That's not that far. It's not if that far. If you think hard, about it, that's not there. even like the length of Long Island. It was, it's hard to get. If there, you man. stand Long Island up. You would be up in space. Yeah, pretty much. That's Mon- crazy. Montauk to think would be about. like at the space. T- well, like no. space is like right there on top yeah. of us, bro. Yeah, man. We're right we got to do something about that. It's <laughs> Yo, a vacuum. <laughs> we need to shoot something at it. Holy shit. Yeah. So, um, so what, what was I saying? I'm saying, oh, I don't offhand. I don't remember how high they started breaking up, but it was pretty high up. It was really high up. So yes. they were technically probably above the Carmen line, which would make them in space. So they died in space. Well, okay. I mean, they died. Well, 
but you die because of the friction of the atmosphere. So you how know can you what call we're talking space? about. Yeah, so when they yeah, say yeah, they yeah. die in space, like nobody's like floating in the coldness of space. You know about that Russian cosmonaut? Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the photos? The photos? Oh, bro, you don't know that there's like a photo? Yes. I, maybe I'm talking about the woman who like No, died I'm going to pause the recording right now. I'm going to show Scott this picture. Oh, I don't want to do that. Is it gonna you don't want to do that? No, is it gross? I mean, it's not. It's. I'll show it to you after the show. Yeah, there's know. a picture of. So don't, don't throw me off this game. <laughs> whoever's listening right now, um, I, I forgot the man's name. Sergey. They're all Sergey. But you can look up dead Russian cosmonaut, and there. Just go to images, and you'll see. It's like a, he died on his way down because I guess his heat shield like failed, yeah. and he knew he was dying, and like the whole way down, like he was just fucking cursing them out because he had warned them. He took over the mission from Yuri Gargarin. Yuri Gargarin was supposed oh, to no. go, but the guy was like, yo, Gargarin is a national treasure, and this flight is doomed for fucking failure because he knew they were sending it up anyway. Wow. This is my understanding. You can fact check me. I don't know mm -hmm. if I'm making this up, but for some reason, I think this is Sounds a good story. So he's like, Gargarin is a fucking national hero. He is. He, sure. This is not how he's going to sure. die. So he took his place. And then, like, there's a photo of, like, Russian, like, generals standing around, like, a metal, like, table. And it's, like, his uh, charred, like, I remains. I have seen that. He looked like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. I don't know what that is. From but Star Wars. Luke's, I don't know. Luke's, oh, oh it, no, because those were skeletons. <laughs> yeah. This looked more like a meteor. It looked like a rock oh, because, gross. like, it was so charred and, like, burned up. And it wasn't his whole body. Well, it's funny that you said that he knew it. That's the big big problem I had with the Columbia disaster because from what I understand, engineers and people that watched the videos over and over again said it looked like they, they knew there was an impact. Even before the investigation went on, right after the liftoff, they knew. So what we're talking about so, is there's like foam insulation on the outside of like the shuttle. The external tank. The, the tanks. And um, at a certain point during liftoff, like the heat like melted like a piece of like no 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 something hit off. something yeah, yeah yeah it broke off and then that piece that broke off like um punctured something it hit the leading edge of one of the wings okay now usually though I'll, that shit happens all the time like th that insulating foam used to come off during takeoff from the heat all the time not that not the, not the size of the piece but it did. just happened that like the size of the piece Hitting a certain spot at the right angle, like fucked up any possibility for re-entry. Right. So, um, so apparently they knew about it, and they begged like the woman that was in charge of uh, whatever at the time, the operations, to ask um the Department of Defense to turn spy satellites onto the shuttle to see if they can see if there was damage, and basically she was like, "There's nothing we can do about it anyway. There's no way to fix it." So they they were doomed because. Somebody didn't take decisive action. So I sent you an article as part of the overall investigation. Because you know it's like an exhaustive, oh, like course, extensive yeah. investigation. Ooh. Okay, sir. So I sent you the article where part of the investigation asked the question, if we like wanted to come up with a contingency plan to fix it, would we have been able to? And so they, did you read that article at I all? Didn't, I didn't read anything you sent me, no. But so, it's probably something I've read or something. So they went something through because uh, the shuttle Endeavor was scheduled right. to make some kind of something. So they were tr they were figuring out a way to like set that up. But then there was a problem with like weight 
and like all there was like all yeah. these logistical problems. But the bottom line is they could have sort of maybe they could have fucking tried. Right. It would have been the most amazing rescue in the history of rescues. Right. It would have been a Tom um, Hanks movie. But yeah. But I, but I'll say this. So um, when I went to the the Smithsonian down outside of DC. That's cool. You know the airspace one where mm-hmm. they had the hangar outside, not the actual main Smithsonian. They had this hangar with all the famous things. They had a uh, wing they had just opened up for the space shuttle, and they had Enterprise in there. Nice. Right now, now they have Discovery. By the way, you know what I don't like about the Enterprise? That stupid cone on the back of it. Well, that cone's dumb. <laughs> I like, the, I, like, I like to see like the boosters. They, they dropped it without the cone a couple of times. Are those called the boosters? No, those are the SSME, SSME, SSMEs, the space shuttle main engines. Okay, the main, right, the main engine. Sorry, the boosters are like the ones that fall off. So, funny fact, Artemis uses the exact same engines as the space shuttle. They use space shuttle main engines for the four main engines right. of the Artemis missions. But so when I was in, I was at um, Space Air and Space Museum, they had Enterprise there. And what was crazy, they were rent, uh, they were doing stuff, so the uh, pieces were missing. But on the port side wing, the leading edge, there was a piece about four feet long missing from the... In the beginning, in the front of the wings, it's all black. It's a carbon-carbon heat shield. Um, there's a four-foot piece missing. And I was like, oh, I know what that's for. They removed it for testing to see if the foam could have damaged... Columbia. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Like it was right there on display, but with no plaque, nothing knowing, but I was like, I know why that's missing. Right. It was pretty pretty fucked up. That's yeah. 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 It's it's cool to know, but it's also like ominous, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like it's thinking true. about those poor people and their families, but you know, we think about them. You know, we think about them and I don't think about them as hum- uh, as, I don't think of them as humans. I don't think of them so much sometimes specifically. You think about them as people that have helped advance yes, the human yes, race and yes. human culture and like right. the possibilities, the lim- not limitless, but like whatever we can think of. I feel, I feel if you can think of it, you can achieve it. Yeah. Because if we couldn't think of it, we, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we couldn't do it, we wouldn't be able to think of it. That's why I, I get a little annoyed when they, they talk about the pyramids. How could they ever have been built? It must have been aliens. It's already it's like, been proven. No, it's, how like, they, it's, it's, like, it's like humans, when they decide to do some shit, yeah. they're going to do some shit. Yeah. So, it, um, it took like, you know, tens of 20s, of 30s, of 40s of years, but... Yeah. I just made a joke up in my head. Go ahead. Check it out, man. Yeah. Yo, after the Columbia accident, I even challenged it. Like, yo, what the Russian astronaut agency say about... Uh, um, seven dead NASA astronauts. What? what do they call it? It's a good start. No, I just, I just, I just fumbled through that joke. That was <laughs> terribly told, bro. Terribly told. Cut that out, man. That's, that wasn't funny. All right, so that gets us. Thanks for that car crash. So let's segue. Let's segue into the Bible again. Uh, Joshua five. The new generation circumcised. So this is a section that our intactivist friend might want to listen to. This is ridiculous. We had an interesting conversation uh, through text with him today about um, it started as intactivism and it turned into uh, trans rights. Um, But that's neither here nor there. No. Now we are here for the circumcisions. When all the kings of the Amorites beyond the Jordan... To the west and all the kings of the Canaanites by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan for the Israelites until they had crossed over. Their hearts melted 
and there was no longer any spirit in them because of the Israelites. Uh, you think it's so much that, or you think it's the 40,000 armed, like, fucking soldiers? No, the prostitute told them. The prostitute <laughs> In the last told. episode. Their hearts were melted already, so what, 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 what heart do they have left to melt? So here's my confusion. <laughs> Here comes the neighborhood. <laughs> so this is understandable, right? Like, the, the Amorites, the Canaanites, they're quaking in their boots. They see all these people. Yeah. Right, so not only are the numbers, it's what Yahweh is able to do. Uh, this is kind of out of left field, though. Now, at that time, the Lord said to Joshua, "Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites a second time." <laughs> right, so they've all just crossed over the Jordan, where their enemies are, mm-hmm. and the first maybe like wait, like conquer Jericho, sure, yeah. then circumcise. Not circumcise and then conquer. You know what? First, when I read this, I giggled because it was like, circumcise, circumcise the Israelites a second time. And I was like, wait a minute. How do you get a second circumcision? Like, wait, what are you cutting off now? <laughs> they fucked up the first <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. No. But like you said, it's not, it shouldn't be a priority. But maybe it should even be less of a priority because when you're going into battle, wouldn't just one more extra piece of skin be a piece of protection that you'd want? Maybe it makes you lighter, you know? <laughs> maybe like... Oh, you maybe know, faster without yeah, it? faster on your feet. Oh, okay. And, and, if they didn't do this, then this awesome place, Gibbeth Haraleth, <laughs> would not exist. Scott, what is Gibbeth Haraleth? Uh, Gibbeth... <laughs> Because they like to name things. It's it's another. Well, it's Yiddish, I guess, for the hill of the foreskins. It's not Yiddish. Uh, whatever it is, man. Yiddish is, is an Eastern it's European Hebrew. like pig. What? It's Hebrew. Probably. Hebrew, All right. Yes. Well, it's Hebrew for the hill of the foreskins. The hill of the foreskins. So I didn't Google this. That's a lot of foreskins. If it's a hill. Oh my god. Yeah. It's the whole congregation, like, right? A mound would be a lot of foreskins. This is a hill. A hill and hills of can foreskins. be huge. It's like, from, ha- it's like from Hamburger Flint's. So from, he, he said Joshua made flint knives. Like Joshua made all the knives. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't bid that well, out. Well, I think Joshua's like. So it's kind of like Jeff Bezos. Like oh, you know, like, it's like when Reagan did this. Yes, or right, Obama did right. that. He, so he ordered the knives right, right, to gotcha. be made. Okay. Right. Right, right. So all the males of the people who came out of Egypt, all the warriors, had died during the journey through the wilderness. After they had come out of Egypt. So they're talking about the first generation, like right. the original, the OG Israelites. Although all the people who came out had been circumcised, yet all the people born on the journey through the wilderness after they had come out of Egypt had not been circumcised. I got a problem with that. So this is why the Lord wants these circumcisions. It's very important. Remember, he was going to kill Moses until Moses' wife circumcised no, his it, child. This is bullshit, man. This, the, the congregation and Yahweh himself forgot because it was very clear. Like, you're supposed to get this done, like, on the eighth day, right? That's right. You were wandering in the desert for 40 years. And they were very specific. Like, you got to follow this and yeah. this and this. So now you've got people that conceivably could be 40 years old at this point, have not been circumcised. Yes. What kind of adult at 40 years old would get circumcised? But that's that's a whole other story. See, but I think you brought up a more interesting point that I hadn't considered. Why weren't they circumcised? Yeah. Why wasn't Yahweh furious? Because those 40 years they were wandering around, they weren't that busy. They obviously weren't in a rush to get anywhere. They had time to do this. Or 
he punished their parents. Their parents didn't circumcise them. And he was like, you are not getting into the land that I promised, but mm-hmm. your kids will. So, like, they are blameless. The kids are not to blame for the fact that their parents did not circumcise them. Do you think, oh, he uses as another excuse not to allow them entrance? Like, look, you didn't even circumcise your kids. Yep. Oh, you forgot right. that, too. I don't know. This circumcision is a little weird, man. It is weird. It's weird how that gets a priority. Does, does, this, does Gibeath Haraloth... If we Google that, will we find that place today? Like, does this still exist? <laughs> that would be awesome. Where is that place? <laughs> the Hill of the Foreskins. I don't know. All right. When the circumcising, I'm down at, um, my bad, I'm down Joshua 5, verse 8. When the circumcising of all the nation was done, they remained in their places in the camp until they were healed. Fuck yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, yeah well, circumcision is no fucking joke. That's got to be great. You know what would really suck? Like if they were convalescing and some dicks with swords came in and fucking Who killed everybody. What kind of a scumbag a would do that? Who right? would do that? That would be poetic justice. Certainly not the children of the man who these people are named yeah. after. Oh, wait. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying, man. Damn. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt. And so that place is called Gilgal to this day. Because what? what does that mean? Gilgal. Gilgal means uh, rolled away from Egypt. It means rolled. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. Like, you know what else rolled means? Like, to pull a prank on someone. Like, you got rolled. Uh, or like some a drunk coming out of a bar gets rolled for yeah. his money. That is what Yahweh's doing to these people. I've been rickrolled a couple times coming out of bars. There you go. Joshua's vision. Joshua's going to have wait, a vision. Wait, 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 before we get to that, mm-hmm. the Passover at Gagal. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. I skipped that part. Yes, absolutely. So apparently it happened during the Passover. They, so they were chilling at Gagal, and the man, the manna ceased on that day. Mm-hmm. Like, So they were eating, still eating manna. Yes, manna, whatever it is. Manna the whole so time. I'm sure they didn't miss that. I'm sure that had to be good. Well, they're not complaining. Yeah, so all, they, well, in fairness, they didn't know anything else. Their parents were like, Used to eating like goat and cow. These kids, they don't know anything but like breast milk and mana. They, really? This is 40 years they've been eating the fucking mana? Well, they're not 40, but like let's say they're 20. Some might well, be the oldest one could be 40. Sure, the oldest one could be 40. Um, the Israelites no longer had mana. They ate the crops of the land of Canaan that year. And I feel that should be like, that should be said with emphasis. Like, yeah, bitches. Yeah, we eating crops from Canaan this year. You know, that kind of They thing. probably, like, picked up, like, an orange, and they're like, what the fuck is this, yeah, man? What is this with substance and you taste just, like, and flavor? Eat, like, the skin? That, you with know what? With the sticker on it? Those are the type of people. These these people probably go to restaurants and order, like, steak well done. Like, <laughs> burnt to a crisp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't e- don't the- even try the ramen. <laughs> by the way, I watched this Saturday Night Live clip. Uh, Pedro Pascal. The guy that plays. I know like, Pedro yeah, yeah. Pascal. He's he's like the guest, and they get people around. Narcos. The restaurant. Yeah. He was in Game of Thrones. They're at a he's restaurant. The Mandalorian. Yeah, Last of right, Us. Right, right. Well, I'm not right. It doesn't even matter that he's in it. But they had a scene where they're all in a restaurant, and one girl there ordered like a steak, like super well done. So the whole skitters are trying to cut the steak, and the whole sh- table shaking, so everything's falling on their laps and everything. And the funny part about it was the actors couldn't contain their laughter. That's always funny, like when they break character. Sure. And um, so yeah. Apparently, Lauren Michaels hates that. Lauren Michaels. He seems like a serious dude. It. Yeah, people make fun of him though. Uh, you know who's uh. The Wayne's World, not Wayne's World, uh, Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Dana Carvey? 
he fashioned Dr. Evil after Lorne Michael. Like that. No way. Yeah, Dr. Evil is Lorne Michaels, like the way he talks and like his mannerisms. That's yeah. Do you think Lorne Green has a Lorne Michaels? What did I say? Lorne Green? Yeah. Lorne Michaels has a, a sense of humor about it? Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's yeah. a great story where Pete Davidson. So, um, Lorne Michaels like made some like gesture to him, like invited him, like, "Oh yes, uh, you should come and hang out with me." Like, I go vacation in like Jamaica, and like you know, just like one of those things. Queens. And Pete Davidson like took him up on the offer, and like next thing you know, he's like in his house, and it's like just Lorne Michaels, who's like a seventy year old like man, <laughs> and Pete Davidson, who at that time was like in his early twenties, his boy toy, and, and it's like, and it's like his boss, you know what I mean? <laughs> And he, they're like hanging out like in, in Jamaica. Jamaica and like, you know, he really wasn't even invited. That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. I saw, um, I guess, I don't know if it was, I, I, don't, I don't know when Pete Davidson left Saturday Night Live. Like uh, he was on Weekend Update. Yeah. And he, he, he did a whole model. It's like a week, like, a um, year ago or something. Oh, I, was think. Like, like, I don't really watch year, the show. Yeah. So like, unless I hear something funny. I don't watch it either. It's, um, nobody watches these shows anymore. Everything's on YouTube now. Uh, like yeah, you see the clips that you need to see on YouTube. Oh, so I do what the kids are doing. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Look at me. I'm a youngin. Joshua's vision. Oh. Joshua 5 verse 13. Once, when Joshua was by Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing before him with a drawn sword in his hand. You think that's metaphorical? A drawn I got questions sword in about his hand? this. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Joshua went to him and said to him, "Are you one of us or one of our adversaries?" He replied, "Neither, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come." Oh shit! And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped. You know, that's like face down, ass up. That's the way I like it. <laughs> and he said to him, what do you command your servant, my Lord? The commander of the army of the Lord said to Joshua, remove the sandals from your feet. The place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Yo, if this ain't some metaphorical gay yeah, shit, I, I don't know I, what I highlighted is. the whole thing because I got questions. Go ahead. One... Did this, and when I asked, did this really happen? I mean, do the authors think this really happened, or was this just that, a vision? Was it a dream? Was it some hallucinogenic like, thing that happened? Or, I will. Um, that's a good question. That's a very good question. And I will say, if you believe that Joshua is a prophet, a prophet being someone who is in direct communication with the Lord, okay, then you would have to say that this vision is not just some, like, schizophrenic like you know outer body experience but in fact like a vision if that's what your opinion is okay so let's let's go on it like he is a prophet this happened okay he said are you one of us or one of our adversaries and the guy replied neither but as commander of the army of the lord i have now come so this presence in front of him is the commander of the army of the Lord. I got to say, this sounds sort of like not the angel of death, but it sounds like a high up like angel. So that's like, what I'm asking. Is this God or is this one of his henchmen? It's not God. Okay. All right. Good. All right. And then he fell on his. Uh, and the place where you're standing is holy. I ain't understand that either. Oh, you know what? What do you command your servant, my Lord? And. Lord is usually capitalized but and in a different font, and it's not in this case. This is my Lord, just like my liege. My gotcha, like, right. gotcha. So you ain't God, but you're pretty. Uh, you're higher than me. Yeah, so. you're a Lord. You're uh, not. Uh, you're not Your Majesty. You're my Lord. 
And when he says the commander of the army of the Lord, that's in capitals in the funny font. Correct. So, all right. So this is like, this is, this is, um, this is God's commander in chief. Cause you know, it's his, uh, what do you call it? It's the joint chiefs of staff. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Oh, and by the way, take your sandals off. They're fucking nasty. This is a holy place. He's taking your sandals off to throw them at you for going off on Moses. <laughs> Get out of my spaceship with them nasty sandals. Like, clean those fucking toes. Yeah, this the place is holy, and holy fucking, means clean. Yeah, like, yo, shit's clean. Take off your fucking yeah, gross sandals. Yeah. All right. That so the gets... party I went to yesterday, the the, the, the place I go to, the, 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 they, they, they've got a young child, and they, they like people to take their shoes off. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have feelings about that, but whatever. I respect the cult. Uh, the, but they were having some heating issues. It was like frigid in New York the last 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And um, their floor was cold. So they, they, bought, they ended up buying like little booties for everybody. So you were allowed to keep your shoes on. Mm-hmm. Put booties That's nice. on. That was That's nice. very thoughtful. It was very thoughtful. When, were they, when did they have time to do that? Maybe that was even pre-planned. Like maybe they were going to give you little booties anyway. It doesn't know. sound like know. shoes are the problem. It sounds like the dirt on the bottom well, of, of the shoes. Well, of course, that's is what the it problem. is. Yeah, yeah. So I like, respect that. Of, of course, I do. But I have. A, I know a guy, and if he's listening, and I know he listens, he used to say, "Oh, this guy makes me fu- fucking take my shoes off every time I go to his house. I leave my socks up black because his house is so fucking filthy." <laughs> Oh, well, then, <laughs> and if, then he has a point, right? Well, if the floors are dirty, <laughs> then that's silly, right? It's defeating the purpose of like, like right. yeah, yeah, so, um, so, I'm, so why doesn't Yahweh like come up with some booties, like hazmat suits? I guess they didn't have the materials yet. Uh, newsflash because yeah. Yahweh doesn't give a fuck about these people, yeah. he doesn't care. Oh, and by the way, take your what have you done funny. for Yahweh lately? That's right. what Yahweh's about. Right. Yahweh's about Yahweh. So Joshua saw an angel. We're calling, we're calling anybody that's not God, but it's got like a ladder to God. We're going to call him an sure. angel. All right, he's an angel. But why are we stunned? Because he's already had conversations with Yahweh. So yeah, well, I just wasn't Seeing sure. like that an angel is no like. All right. Yeah. All right. So that gets us to Joshua 6. Jericho taken and destroyed. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> I was thinking if you change it to like a, like a sex thing, and like Jericho is a person. Jericho took them and destroyed, man. <laughs> like they did to that prostitute in that yeah, house. Whose pussy week. is this? <laughs> Blowing it up. <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, listening back to that episode, I, I, I wasn't entirely sure what you were saying when we were doing the show. Oh, that's shocking. Well, look, it is hard because, one, you're trying to stay on the narrative of, like, the Bible, right? So, yes, like, you, you got to keep that, like, in one part of your brain. Two, you want to get your own jokes out. And three, you also want to listen to. So it's like I do my best to like balance all it, three of those things. And sometimes like I miss what you're saying. So as I, as <laughs> I was listening back, first of all, it was funny when you like when you had the sandals joke, when you were like, I just don't want people throwing oh. sandals at <laughs> me on the street. That shit was fucking funny. And just like your whole like thing about it. not that it was funny, but it was it was out there. I mean, listen, you went for it. You committed to that skit, you know, about oh, like, you listen to it and like you uh, yeah, about right. like the spies being overheard, being caught because yeah. that was their kink. Their kink was like, yeah. you know, like making her know like what they're there for and like who's your boss. By the way, Jericho, did you watch that show? I did. Yeah, it seems like a show you'd watch. Yeah, Amy totally, watched that totally show. Watched I didn't watch it. Um, I don't like what's his name. He annoys. Rich. I never oh, heard of him. There is something about him. Bro. I never heard of him before that show. Like he you was, knew of him. 
Yeah, he was in As Good As It Gets. Mm-hmm. As Good As It Gets was with Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, and Craig Kinnear. Oh, Never like, saw that movie. That's a lot of B, B actors right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt actually wound up winning Academy Awards for that movie. Jack Nicholson actually wound up getting a liquor store shut down in New York City because after he finished, after they wrapped that movie, he was going to JFK down the Van Wick. He told his driver to pull off the Van Wick and he went into a liquor store to get some liquor and he started hanging out with like the owner of the store and they started drinking and it got like the store shut down. Oh, nice move, dick. So I know Skeet Ulrich from that. And he was in Scream. He was like uh, the really boyfriend, like the main boyfriend in Scream. I, I like Jericho, and if you, if your wife watched it, she'll probably remember that the show was canceled before it was resolved. Yes. And there was, you know, the whole campaign. No. So, um, one of the guys says like, uh, "Nuts," or "We'll give them nuts." Or like, "We ain't gonna get, like." So, nuts was a thing. So they had a writing campaign. All the fans were like, "Just give us like one more season to finish the story, at least." How's yeah. his end? So people started sending like bags of nuts. To the studio to the point they had to like rent out a warehouse oh, wow. to store all the nuts that people were sending. Yeah. It was almost like a Star Trek esque yeah. like writing campaign. You know what? At that point, just hire like a writer and put out like a script of like what yeah, happened. You know what they, I mean? They brought it back for like I think four episodes just to close it out. Right. It may have been a whole season, but I kind of remember right. four episodes. And it probably and... wasn't satisfying. Yeah, it was okay. okay. That's about, yeah. All right. So Jericho taken and destroyed Joshua Six. Now Jericho was shut up inside and out. Now, Jericho was shut up inside and out because of the Israelites. No one came out and no one went in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have handed Jericho over to you, along with its king and soldiers. You shall march around the city, all the warriors circling the city once. Thus you shall do for six days, with seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day... You shall march around the city seven times, the priests blowing the trumpets. When they make a long blast with the ram's horn, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and all the people shall charge straight ahead. Those are very, very, very specific. Yeah, I know what he's doing here, instructions. though. Instructions, but I want to get back to the beginning and make a little joke. So now Jericho was shut up inside and out because of the Israelites. No one came out. No one went in. Do you think like everybody in Jericho was like, yo, 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 yo they're there. Shut the lights out. Shut the lights out. Pretend <laughs> we're, we're not, not home. home. <laughs> Don't answer the door. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jehovah's <laughs> yeah. on a Sunday morning. Nobody here. <laughs> Move on to the next city. <laughs> Like, remember the original Star Wars? You know what you need? You need the the maid from uh, Family Guy. <laughs> Housekeeping? He, he, he not oh, here. No. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no one home. Uh, that's funny. You remember the, the original Star Wars when they're looking for the droids? Yes. And the stormtrooper's like, let's go door to door. And the guy knocks on the door. He goes, door's locked. Move on to the next one. I'm like, that's a hell of a search guy. <laughs> Maybe they were hoping for something like Storm that. Stormtroopers. I mean, a, so a copy of a copy isn't as sharp as the copy. Right. So when you're cloning an entire army from, like, Jenga Fett, right. you got to figure, like, the 12,000th copy isn't going to be as sharp. True, true. You know? rip, rip. And who knows how many they cloned. Replicative fading, it's called. There you the go. Concept, yeah. Even as advanced as a society is, 
you clone enough and it's there's going to be degradation. So maybe they shouldn't have named him Jango Fett. It should have been Jenga Fett. And every clone, they pulled another block out. And eventually, <laughs> the fucking thing was collapsing down. Like a house of Jenga. <laughs> house of Jenga, yeah. All right. So... Um, what yeah. else you want to, Oh yeah. Do, any, um, so you, so you yeah. know what, you know what the, the, the reason they're doing this, first of all, this is an exhausting thing to do before a battle. Mm-hmm. Like you're walking around the city. I'm assuming it's a small city cause they walk around it once every day for six days and then seven times in the seventh day. Mm-hmm. This is psychological warfare. Yeah. They're totally fucking with the inhabitants. This is what the CIA did to uh, Noriega. Right. So Noriega was a dictator in Panama and, um, he basically had a bank where he would take all this drug money. So like Colombians drug money, like the cartels in Colombia, the Cali cartel and uh, the, what do you call it? Cartel, the, uh, you know, the famous guy. Oh, How am uh, I not forgetting his name? Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. And I forgot the name of their cartel for some reason. So anyway, so the Cali cartel was even bigger than his fucking cartel, but that's neither here nor there. So a lot of money went into Panama and like uh, we went to arrest Noriega because, you know, America never fucking does anything illegal with their money. There's nothing like shady about that. Uh, this was at the time that like Iran Contra was going on. Yeah. Well, that was for a good cause. Man. That's neither here nor there. And we surrounded like his palace, Noriega's palace, and started playing Van Halen. Right. <laughs> Van, Van Halen is what like, and he went crazy after like three days. He surrendered himself. It could be like one day if it was like David Hasselhoff music. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like, because if it was me, I'd be like, "Oh shit, they're playing Van Halen, son." Man, are they playing Eruption again? Eruption. I'm not into instrumentals, but that was kicking. Eruption ass. is like where Eddie Van Halen just goes fucking insane, like on the frets, and just like yeah, it sounds amazing. So where does the term "don't fret" come from? Don't fret. Yeah, what you, don't fret, man. I don't know. Yeah. Fret mm-hmm. means worry. Yeah, but, but frets are also the thing on a guitar. I wonder if there's yeah, like so a it thing probably has them. a different meaning though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. So, um, I made a highlight here in uh, Joshua six verse eight. Where it starts off uh, yeah. as, as Joshua had commanded the people. Because, again, I want to point out to you that, like, Yahweh gives Joshua instructions. And they're crazy instructions. Like, march around <sighs> with trumpets and for this day and around this side and this and that. Like, there's a lot of detail to what they're supposed to do. It's a good sound military tactic, though. But the old generation would be like... Oh, you know, like they would have done only like five days and then like, so I want to point out to you or even Moses would be like, you want me to go down and tell these people like, you know, like there's always like talk back (laughs) and like Yahweh got sick of that shit. Yeah, you're right. That's not going on. They are following instructions to the T from Yahweh to Joshua, from Joshua to his commanders and from those commanders to the people, shit's getting like fucking obeyed. Well, this is new, new day, new boss, day one. They're still motivated, like, hey, change. Like Moses, forty years of nonsense. Sure. Sure. All they were bitching early on, sure. but they were mostly bitching about no food and no water. Yeah. So we're well, gonna give them. Eh, I don't know. Listen, man, I don't know. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're gonna blow trumpets. Yeah, yeah. The Moses crew on the seventh day, we're walking around like five times. They're like, where'd they go? And find them playing with idols and shit. <laughs> well, I mean, look. Fucking some, fucking some Jericho who is. If, I'm, if I drop you off at the store and you're like, I'll be right back, right? The way Moses told him, yo, hang out, I'll be right back. I drop you off at the store. Yeah. 
and you're gone for like 40 days at a certain yeah, point like i'm gonna leave yeah i got it um so they do everything like they 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 do everything that is asked of them that gets us to joshua 6 verse 15 on the seventh day they rose early at dawn and marched around the city in the same manner seven times it was only on that so they're in the middle of a siege is what it is it's a siege it was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout for the distri- sh- wait, shout <laughs> for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute. And all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messengers we sent. All right. I'm going to stop there, but I, I want to continue. But I want to sure. ask you real quick. You got the stage, man. You got it. Um, do you think he really went into like this detail, like this exposition about Rahab and all the people and like why? Like why not just say, yo, save, the pe- save everyone in this particular house? Why did he have to go into because she did this and – or is he just reinforcing, like... Well, because people have short memories. Yeah. And someone probably was like, why are we saving this bitch and her fucking bitch family? Fuck her. All right. And so we had to remind them. All right. You know, not stiff necks, but they're not, you know, they're not the best, he, best memories right. either. And it's 40,000. Maybe not everybody got the memo. All right. He continues. Yeah. As for you, keep away from the things devoted to destruction so as not to covet. And take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel an object for destruction, bringing trouble upon it. But all silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpets, they raised a great shout and the wall fell down flat. So the people charged straight ahead into the city and captured it. Then they devoted to destruction by the edge of the sword all in the city, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkeys. It's a lot. It's a lot. So let's start from the end here, man. All right. You want to start at the end? You don't want to start with the part where he's like, yo, you don't want to keep any of that dirty shit except like gold and silver. That's Yahweh's all about that shit. I got to say this. I'm being forced into battle. And listen, I like to think I'm going to be honorable. But if I'm killing this whole family Mm -hmm. and taking some of their gold and the silver, I'm taking the Xbox too, man. Ain't nobody going to miss the Xbox. I'm taking it with me. I'm making that coffee to go. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Yahweh's priorities are all fucking screwy. He wants to keep the money, but he wants to kill the people. I got to figure these uh, are instructions from Yahweh. This is, I mean, it's not, it's not like a bad idea. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you do all these people. So, again, let me, let's emphasize. Then they devoted, listen to the wording that's used. They devoted, right? Yeah. Like, if you were to, dis- if you were to define devote, it's like put, all of your effort into yeah. a particular endeavor, right? Well, it's also it's all it's also comp- compartmentalizing things. You know, you devote this to destruction. You devote this to the treasury. You devote this to Rusty's pocket. You devote this to Scott's pocket. Right. You devote to, it's it's more like a. You think so? It's not a devotion like like you're. De- well, listen, you got to be pretty devoted to like killing everybody in the fucking. 
So I'll say this, man. Remember I was talking about new hopes? To devote. Mm -hmm. Give all or a large part of one's time or resources to. Oh, damn. So it's like jumping in, like, you know, like committing to something. To devote Ooh. is to commit to something. I don't know. I'm a uh, devoted Christian. Yeah. All right. So you don't know what? I just read you the definition. But I'm going to tell you, like in, like in, you know, street vernacular, like when I have an inventory of supplies for stuff, I would be like, oh, these are devoted okay. to this project. The these Bible, are devoted to that project. But the Bible isn't using street vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible is using the vernacular of the Bible. Then they devoted to destruction by the edge of no, the no, no, sword. No, 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 no. Go back up to verse uh, 18. As for you, keep away from the things... I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Verse 18, but all silver and gold and vessels of bronze... That's not what I'm reading. Yeah, Joshua 6. Joshua 6, 18. As, I'm sorry, go ahead. As for you, keep away from the things, yeah. Keep away from the things devoted to destruction. Like so idols. not covet. Keep away from the things that are devoted to destruction. That means they're designated for destruction. Things can't be devoted. As Only humans can be devoted in that devoted definition. Devoted to destruction. So that fits my definition. So as not to covet. So what is devoted to destruction? If there's 30 items in front of you, these 10 here, these are devoted to destruction. These 10 are devoted to that project over there. These 10 are for that. But what are we devoting there. to destruction? What? How do you? Everything but precious minerals that Yahweh needs. So okay. I'm saying devotion here doesn't mean like a human emotion, like a devotion to something. It's just a designation for like this is to be destroyed, this is to be saved. In this, this sentence. Is yeah. But in this sentence, yeah, I think then they devoted to destruction. So we're talking about two different meanings. You're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. I'm always okay, right. Okay, but don't know him, motherfucker. You can't say that because he's using the street vernacular for like shit is devoted to. Yes, in the other sentence, yeah. in all the right, other all context. Right, all right, all right. All right. So then they devoted to the destruction by the edge of the sword all and listen to this You're language wrong, man. devoted to destruction by the edge of the well okay so we've had our no, difference here, here of opinion go, here go, here so let the audience decide who's no, no, right. No, I'm not done arguing. With okay. It. Men, women are devoted to destruction. Mhm. Mm it has nothing to do with my devotion to killing them. They are devoted. They're designated for destruction. They, they, then they devoted to destruction by the edge of the sword, all in the city, both men and women. Okay. We are declaring we're killing these people. We're okay. devoting them to destruction. Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. We are going to go with that. It's all right, man. It so, happens once in a while. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, but, but again, why, why the... Uh, I think you're wrong, but I'm just done right. like That's arguing fine. That's about fine. It. I get it. We'll move on. <laughs> um, so they kill everybody. Um, in a calculated, in a very calculated way. Yeah. But something needs to come back and bite them in the ass. Again, the oxen, sheep, and donkeys. I I, I want to stop for a second. All right. Because I think in today's modern world, we take for granted, right? In this world of like movies and video games mm -hmm. and like drone strikes on weddings that we don't even see. <laughs> Committed by men sitting in a room in like Fort Lauderdale or Las Vegas controlling like a fucking remote control fucking bomber. It's a strange place around to the control world, it from, right? but okay. And then they like kill like 80 people. Oops, accidentally. 
And then they leave and get in their car that's parked like next to the building, and they drive home and they eat dinner. So that's so that's the world we live in, right? Yeah. So when we talk about the destruction by the edge of the sword, all in the city, okay? Ugh, We're talking about being on top of the people that you're killing, mm. killing them with a blade, like slicing through their skin. Hearing their the screams, hearing, hearing the skin slicing, seeing their, seeing them dying, an entire city, a, a massacre, right? I think viscerally, it's easy to like gloss over that and Good not point. like really see, like yeah, like yes, oh wow, they killed everybody, wow. but you're not really understanding viscerally what has occurred here. So to that point, the good point, you should bring that out all the time. Just like that, we had to go into detail about what impaling is. Yes. Um, so the next time some fucking right-wing nut job says, it's the video games and the movies and the rap music that's causing the violence, maybe it's that fucking Bible you're it's thumping. the Bible, bro. Maybe that's what's desensitized everybody. Yep. Damn. Yep. Glad you brought that up, man. Yep. Um... So they did everything that, like Joshua said, they brought out, like, you know, the prostitute's family. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, again. Yeah, sure, good. The oxen, sheep, and donkeys. The oxen, sheep, and donkeys. You have to feed 800,000 people. Mm-hmm. Why would you kill the animals? I have Oh, there's so many crops in the supermarket? Maybe they weren't treated properly. Maybe they weren't um, holy. Oh. You know what I'm d- saying? Dirty animals. Yeah. Like, you don't know, like, remember, like, you're supposed to kill, like, the firstborn, yeah. and, like, there's all these rules. So you got to start from scratch here, because you don't know where they're at. Yeah. There's no K with a circle around there. Yeah, either. there's no, right, there's no R or whatever it is, right? You know what you, I'm It's about. the U. There's, like, a U symbol uh, with a circle around it. Yeah, I know. Scott's, anytime, like, I acknowledge something about Judaism, Scott's eyes, like, light up. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew you knew. I knew uh, it. Yeah. Hiding that shit from me. Listen, I, listen, I didn't even talk, talk about that you had a part-time job in Brighton Beach doing taxes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, even, I didn't even jump on the trope. <laughs> I was like running the office. Yeah. Of course you were. Yeah. So you um, people run things <laughs> <laughs> with money. <laughs> um, so that gets us down to the end now. So the 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 hooker's been saved. Uh, the town's been overrun. Um, you know everything is like done. And in Joshua six verse twenty six. Joshua then pronounced this oath, saying, Cursed before the Lord be anyone who tries to build this city, Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn, he shall lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest, he shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Okay. Why do this then? Why kill everybody and everything and wreck the city and then not rebuild it? You could have just left these fucking people alone. Just passing through. You're on our land now. We'll fuck you up later if like, you act out of line. But if you're not even going to utilize this space, you murdered for murder's sake. Tell me well, I'm wrong. Um, You're wrong. Yeah, of course I am. Because mate, there... I'm assuming they're not going to establish their 
city-state in this location. You can't leave other city-states in your land. In other words, this is our land now. There's not going to be a city here, you know, but this is our land. So as they're on their way through now, they, they're going to start taking over, I'm assuming. I guess you don't want a bad influence in your fucking land. All right, fair enough. But I want to fast forward 6,000 years later. If we found out where Jericho was, think there's some real estate development going on there? If we found out where Jericho was, do I think there's... Yeah, where Jericho was, modern day, wherever this is, I don't know where it is. Yeah. In Canaan, wherever okay. that is. Do I think there's shit there now? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Why? Because I, we need to go there. And, and tear it down? It. No. Like, find out whoever built it and kill their firstborn. Oh, it's very I fucking see. clear here. Let's see. Yeah. Wow, you're very passionate about killing people who I'm just don't saying, follow man. the rules of the Bible. I will say this. You're like a step away from voting for Marjorie Taylor Greene. For what? She's like, so you know that stupid like uh, Chinese spy balloon like you've been following yeah, that? Course, you know, yeah. we shot it down. Have you seen the video of us shooting it I down? Did, yeah. yeah. So um, she came out and she was like, President Trump, our our former great president trump would never he would have shot it down immediately meanwhile like reports just came out there were like three of those yeah. that he like covered up well he she did, didn't know. i don't know if it's true yeah, i haven't really delved into yeah. it yet you know what i mean um i mean come on well i'll tell you this about that it's funny because we're spying on them too it's all about like who gets caught you right, know what i mean <laughs> what's funny is and i said this about 9-11 what happened was if terrorists blow up the parking garage under the World Trade Center, and there's no formal response. Terrorists blow up some marine barracks in Africa. There's no response. No response. No re- the targets get bigger and bigger. And now we find out there was a Chinese weather balloon went over Guam. Yeah, that's an American territory. Okay, they didn't do anything. We'll send one over Hawaii. Eh, it's a state, but it's fucking Hawaii. You know what I mean? Oh, now we'll just send one over to continental United States. Look, the fucking libtards didn't do anything about it, but you allowed it to escalate because you didn't nip it in the bud. If any of it's true, by the way. I would if argue. any of it's true. I would argue. You would just argue. You can just end your statement with that, man. You would just argue. Well, <laughs> I would argue that a more sophisticated view. Oh, of course. Of every single one of those terrorist attacks that you mentioned right. was in order to get us to respond. And we didn't respond. They were poking the bear, man. If you see Osama bin Laden's rationale for all of his actions, it's to do exactly what America wound up doing. Like sinking its money Mm. into a fucking meaningless war against an invisible enemy, sowing dissent within the country over such a thing, um, bankrupting the country, you know, and all of the, all of his provocations led to exactly what he wanted. He wanted to provoke us. He wanted responses from us. You think us. that's what China wants to do? I don't think so. No, I think China just is like, oh shit. I think a lot of people went to jail and disappeared over this in China. You think so? Yeah. Oh, what are you crazy? What was funny? Is Can that- you imagine how shamed they are? Like one of their spy fucking like. By the way, why not a satellite? Why not a spy satellite? Well, people said that. Like, why not a spy satellite? They have the spy satellites just like we do. Yeah. And I, I will I will present this. This shit don't work. All this shit is based on, like, stolen fucking intellectual property. All this shit doesn't work. 
I got a fucking, I've got a fucking vacuum that I bought real cheap from China. When I'm, it's, it's still stuck in a corner for like three days. No, it's still spinning around. On. They're so oh, good at math. doesn't work, man. Like, have you seen their They're math so scores? Good at ma- Wait, what their you, national math scores? Good at math, huh? Yes. The Chinese yeah. are famously good at mm, math. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe in your circles that you run in. I mean, just like the American basketball team is famously awesome, the Chinese are famously good at math. That's, what do you want me to tell you? That's definitely not a... Like an, an, like they, that's not equal, equal. What do you call that? That's 100% equal. Yeah, okay. So 11 dudes that play basketball are really good at basketball, but the entire Chinese population is good at math. I'm just... No, I didn't say... What about that? You know, I didn't say the entire Chinese uh, population. Man. What about that kid that's, that can't do math? You just ruined his life. Not that they're getting this broadcast in China. You know, that iron curtain over there. So, I mean, that whole thing is fucking funny with the fucking balloon. It is pretty funny. But it was, a, it was a, see, how are we going to react? Just throw it up there. And I love how they say, oh, it was just a weather balloon. Well, if you knew it was going to go over other countries, wouldn't you? Hey, guys, we got a balloon coming your yeah. way. Don't go to DEFCON 1 over this shit. Yeah. yeah. What would have been cool is yeah. if we had the technology to send, like, something up there to, like, grapple it and, like, bring it down whole. That would have been a fucking kick-ass thing to do. We don't have anything fucking well, cool I, like I know, that. I know. I got to tell you, um, the pandemic really exposed how incompetent our fucking government is and how unprepared we are for even the most minor fucking like emergencies. We didn't have like anything. We didn't have ventilators. You're wrong. We didn't have masks. Go ahead. I heard it on the news, man. Probably MSNBC, probably. <laughs> Fake that news. That Obama yeah. handed Trump like how to handle a crazy pandemic outbreak and Trump ripped it up and threw it in the garbage. No, I heard it, man. I heard it. Okay. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> It's it that might very well be the case, and Obama might have been able to handle that better. Maybe, probably. I mean, he's much more competent for sure. Much smarter. He was saying to the virus, much smarter, much more politically savvy. No, I get it. Obama probably would have handled it better, but it would not have been good enough. Like the pandemic still would have raged. Um, Things still would have shut down. Uh, people still would have gotten a $2,000 check and that's it. Businesses still would have been yeah. bailed out because that's what Obama did when he got into offices. Sure, he bailed out businesses and yeah. fucked like the people over. All um, those loans were paid back. But you don't have to look just even at state levels. Look at we had a Democrat in office that CNN sucked off for fucking two years. Cuomo, our oh. governor oh. in New York, right? Yeah. Andrew Cuomo was the darling of nightly news. They put him up in contrast to Trump, like his press conferences. He was like the daddy, you know, he was like the big dick like energy that like all these women like, you know what I'm saying? And what was going on at the end of the day outside of like competent looking rhetoric during news conferences? He was fucking killing people in like nursing homes. Um, he wasn't distributing federal funds. They were being like all fucking tied up through like red tape because he wanted a piece of like every single thing. Like nothing can get done legislatively in Albany under him because he had his hand in everything because he had friends and his friends needed to have their hand. It's like the whole. So. Our government does not function 
in emergencies because the people are the last priority. It's all of these other interests. And how are they going to get theirs during this? You please tell me how. Public funding, public taxes funded the research, funded mRNA, Mm -hmm. and funded specifically the coronavirus vaccines. Tell me now how Pfizer has the fucking nerve, excuse me, to tell us they're going to start charging for these vaccines, for boosters. And what the fuck would I want to pay for a vaccine that's going to give me a blood clot and kill me? Right. Fuck Pfizer. A heart attack on the football field. Fuck Pfizer, man. No, but you understand what I'm saying? It's It's fucking, it's disgusting. So our government... It's, it's clear. Look at any hurricane. Look at any fucking disaster. Me, yeah. We have a dysfunctional government. It's exposed during any crisis. We cannot handle a crisis anymore. No. Th- that, that country is gone now. It's no. gone. Like World War II, when fucking we had like nothing, and within like a year we had like the largest like army, navy, this, that, like... It was amazing what they did in a year, much less like fucking four years. Yo, our entire fleet was destroyed in Pearl Harbor. You understand? Our entire that was the whole except point for of the Pearl aircraft Harbor. carriers that were mysteriously not there on the day of the attack. I mean, come on! And within four years, bro, four years, we're dropping a nuclear bomb on fucking Japan by the grace Two of, of them. God. It's just. We can't do that anymore. We, we we can't do that anymore. But but listen, you're gonna say that you're not you're not, you're speaking the truth, but you're leaving out why. why? Immigrants, who we didn't let the immigrants, immigrants in back right. then, man. Immigrants are the problem. We're wasting all our resources on the immigrants, right? You mean the immigrants and I'm not, no, no, that I'm built not, like the railroads? No, I'm not talking about the, the immigrants. No, that, no, not them. Oh, that built like the skyscrapers. No, not them. And the subways. No, not them. Then the roads. Mm, not them. I see. <laughs> and contributed like the food culture in this oh, country. Oh, no, definitely no, not no, them. Okay. no, no. You know what I'm saying. I, 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 yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, those dirty, filthy immigrants. Yeah, so let's talk about, before we, before we close, let me just talk about the hua that they brought out of her house with sure. her family. Like, her, they, they talk about. Put a name. Put some uh, fucking respect on her. I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> Rahab. 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 Whatever. Rahab. Um, Go ahead. Um, so her whole family was rescued, and they mentioned to this day her family's still yes. in Israel, but this is at the time of the writing, sure. not now. Yep. Like, I, I got mixed feelings on her. Like, you sold out your entire fucking people. And, like, you're still, like, I think I'm, like, I'm not trusting her <clears throat> and her fucking descendants with anything. Like, you're going to give me up in a heartbeat to save yourself and your family. I can see, like, if you make an argument, you can't trust her, but why not her descendants? Well, you're like... Ten generations are going to pay for what the fuck that rat did. So you're following, like, Yahweh's, like, commands. Well, I don't know what I'm following. Like, you're going to blame the generations. I don't generations. know how I feel about her. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? You're, you're making it a skit. Why I, don't you... Go ahead. Like, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what. Rahab probably became a prostitute because she couldn't make it in their society or she was treated poorly. So she probably had no love for the society. She's like, "Oh fuck you! I gotta, I gotta sell my shit," meaning her body, to make it in the society. Because like, you don't give me the fuck. Like, no. And so you know what? Fuck that. You know what? She's a fucking hero. To to the, to the Israelites anyway. It's always fascinating watching you like work through like <laughs> like the obvious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so 
All right, so that light's red. I can hit the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And All on right. that note, um, I guess we'll see you next time. We're just going to end it like that, just all oh. abruptly like. Oh, we're going to talk about something in the, in the, in the post show? We'll talk about oh, some, uh, yes. What are we going to talk about in the post show? Uh, we're going to talk about how 6,000 years later, Jews are getting thrown off airplanes going from Miami to, to New York. Yeah. Why don't so. you uh, come join us on our uh, Patreon and uh, check that out? Patreon.com slash Live the Bible. See you there. <laughs>